Hey there, this is Drew Ross. Welcome to the Better You Love Drew podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode number 53. We're going to be talking about imposter syndrome today. One, because I'm about to post an Instagram that is related to imposter syndrome. Number two is because we are about to enter into a big placement series for corporate organizations all over the world. So as people start to return back from their summer vacations and back into their regular routines and their corporate jobs, roles start to get filled, roles start to get hired for, vacancies start to fill up. So this is going to be a good time for new roles to be hired for, people to get promoted, people to find new work. So it is an area where imposter syndrome might come up. And then finally, I have been in a training to get certified as an executive coach. And during that process, it's been a lot of conversations on how to partner with corporate organizations, how to grow relationships with sponsors within those organizations, and then also just how to have an effective coaching program and practice in corporate spaces. It's sort of getting educated on from an exterior perspective or an external perspective, how are corporate organizations running with coaching? How can they be benefited from coaching? And what are some of the needs that are emergent for organizations at this time? So imposter syndrome is coming up in a lot of different directions right now. I also am a big person who has experienced imposter syndrome in the past. I've even had a hint of it in my coaching life these days, not as much. But I think that there is a clear emphasis on why imposter syndrome is coming up or why it might be coming up for you. And I'm going to talk about how it came up for me and then some remedies that can be used so that imposter syndrome can like exist, but not be so prevalent. And then also maybe not appear as often just by some conscious thinking and conscious awareness about the thoughts we have when we're stepping into new roles and new opportunities, being placed in organizations and and all the fun things that come with getting a paycheck just to survive. To start, my experience with imposter syndrome would tend to happen when I would get promoted into a new role. It would happen when a new promotion would come and be looking at the job description and my initial thoughts were, this is going to be so exciting. And then as I got into it a little bit, I was like, oof, I do not know if I have the skill sets for this. That's one place. The next place is when like new people would be assigned to me or my team would expand. So when I would add a new face and I would be like, oh, I got to manage this person and I got to help them grow. Like there was big responsibility when someone new is reporting to you. So it would happen there. And then a third place that it would happen would be like if my boss or people around me would get promoted. Imposter syndrome would sort of strike up a little bit. So, you know, a director that you report to moves to a VP role or a chief executive role. It would happen in those areas. Now that I'm outside of corporate and I've done just a lot of work on my brain, what I would notice is that imposter syndrome would strike when I was too focused on what I can get from others and focusing way too much on my inabilities, past shortcomings, or areas where I just wasn't so confident. And I would make that shine brighter than all of the areas where I am confident, skilled, 
highly ready to take on the role and the responsibility and just like using like the skill set that I have to do great work. So I was way too focused on me and my shortcomings to encompass all of it. Now that I'm a coach, I've been thinking about imposter syndrome because I don't experience it as often, but I know it's because my work today is so service focused. What can I give to others rather than get? And then I think about my skill set all the time as it's everything that I need in this moment to deliver great work and deliver change and transformation and value to others, even if it's just one person. So in corporate, it was just a little bit more doom and gloom. Like I was so in compare and despair. I was totally using the skill set that I had as reasons as I wasn't good enough. And I was just always trying to climb up the ladder. Like I was always trying to get to the next role. I was always trying to get to the next opportunity. I was always trying to get higher pay, get praise. It was get, get, get. Like how much can I get? And that was really fueling my imposter syndrome. Here in the coaching world where I am right now, a lot of it is like, what can I give to others? And how can I recognize that the skill sets that I'm currently residing in are exactly what I need to make it happen? So this it's service-focused outward rather than service-focused inward. If I have a shortcoming in a an area where I'm like, oh, I can definitely expand on this. It's just more learning, which I'm obsessed with. In corporate, I would be like, oh, I'm not so good at this. Therefore, I'm just going to look like an idiot. Now it's like I have a skill set that I can work on, right? That I can grow in, that I can sort of learn in. And I might look like an idiot and that's okay because that's part of the learning process. So me looking like an idiot is what I was deeming it in corporate was something that I would determine as a shortcoming or a downfall. Whereas now, if I have a skill set that I can grow in, yep, it might be a little bit awkward and it might be a little bit weird, but that's okay. And if people have some exterior judgments about the action that I'm taking and it might not be good enough or it might be a little bit sloppy or messy or however you want to deem it, that's fine. Because I know that at least one person is going to benefit from the value that I'm proposing to the world. So imposter syndrome is very interesting because to me, it's looking at all of the areas about what I can get from others and how the skill sets that I have aren't going to be good enough for the role that I'm stepping into or the skill sets that I have aren't going to be good enough for the person that's reporting to me or the skill sets that I have are not going to be good enough so that I'm I'm deemed as smart around all of those around me. Imposter syndrome in my life today shows up far less frequently. And it's really just because I'm focusing all of my service and value to those around me. Like I'm spending time thinking about how I can grow and how I can expand and how I can learn and get better. But I'm also really recognizing that who I am today is exactly who I need to be to give service and value to the world. And that's why my imposter syndrome has disappeared a little bit. I'm no longer focusing on I need to fit this job description perfectly to look a certain way to those around me, it's now more free. And it's more like I get to create the value that I give to the world and the service offerings that I provide. And I know that who I am today is just the person to make that happen. And I get to do so in my own type of language. This creative freedom exists in your role. 
It definitely does. It exists in the business that you own. It exists in the organization that you work for, the organizations that you partner with. It doesn't really matter what environment you're in because the basis is the exact same. It's the imposter syndrome is striking up because there's too much focus on the inabilities and there's too much focus on what you can get rather than give. When you're in a service-focused and value-focused environment and mindset, you're less concerned about your inabilities. You're more concerned about how what you have right now is all that you need to provide service and value to others. So in this episode, something fun to consider and explore is what is your relationship with imposter syndrome? Like identify the last time that it came up and identify why that was. Why were you feel like an, feeling like an imposter and get clear on what those reasons were? That's a baseline. And then you can really start to diagnose and look at, if do I want to continue to think or act that way in that environment? Or can I use this stint of imposter syndrome to take a different approach? I don't think imposter syndrome coming up is a bad thing. And I think it's totally healthy because you're not supposed to be thinking about yourself all the time as this perfect human being that has it all figured out and is perfect for every environment and situation because that's just not the case. However, I think you can look at moments of imposter syndrome to be like, did I have my back there? Was I really looking at my skill sets and how valuable they are? And was I really focusing on my service and value and how I can give to others rather than get from others? So think about it. Really look at imposter syndrome. We are in a placement season. If you're going through imposter syndrome right now, really feel it, identify it, get clear with it. And if it's something that comes up in waves here and there, just notice the areas where it does and then just slip into service, really pat yourself on the back for all the skill sets that you have and really find areas to lean into the idea that what you have right now is exactly what you need to provide service and value to those around you when you're in a service focused approach. The imposter syndrome is going to disappear because you're going to recognize that your skill sets are so valuable, even if that's just to you. If you're just showing up for yourself right now, sometimes that all that's all it takes sort of slip out of that imposter syndrome. If you are looking to provide service to others, that's a great place to do it as well. The more service you can give to others and to yourself, the more value you can give to the world with the amazing skill set that you have right now is all that you need to sort of slip out of that imposter syndrome. Thank you for tuning in. I'm here to answer any of your questions and hear about your imposter syndrome journey. Until then, I'll see you all next week. In what ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. It's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, 
drewrosscoaching.com or by sending me an email, drewrosscoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation. Thank you.